We want to be our best, feel our best and live our best. But achieving our best isn't as cut and dry as do fitness, eat good, get results, happy. To find joy, good health, balance and contentment, we need to show valour. This is valour. Valour is courage. Courage to face challenges, to endure, to struggle, to be exposed to all of your vulnerabilities and to face it all without any certainty of the outcome. On the Valor Podcast, we share the methods, strategies, and ideas that can help us all achieve our very best. This is Valor. Okay, welcome back to the Valor Podcast. A little late again. It's just because it's Christmas time. <laughs> it's just, everything's getting hectic, I think, especially because we've gone from COVID and having time, and then like the things I've talked about on here, like getting back into life but not overloading yourself. It's kind of like a bit of trial and error um, to figure all this out. But yeah, so we're a bit late, but I couldn't give a shit to be honest. You know, you'll get your 10 episodes. This is episode number nine. Um, I've got Christy Scaliofni here. She is, we don't even like have the role name of what your position is. I like to just think of it as different things. It's like <laughs> secretary, uh, boss lady. <laughs> I don't know. What do you call it? Manager? I just am the member services manager. Member yeah. services manager. Yeah. Sounds very formal. I'll take care of all the people here. People care. I like the mum in the in the Yeah, Bella. your mum. Yeah. Bella mum. Yeah. <laughs> Chrissy, how are you? Good. Really good. What's been happening? Um, just getting into CrossFit again. Been loving it. Um, yeah, it's been really good. It's been so good getting back. Um, like at that mid-year return when we had two weeks of glory. Mm. It was like the best two weeks ever. And now we're back now, and it's like the best month ever. Yeah. Of whatever we've, I think it's been about a month. But yeah, it's just nice that everyone's coming back into the gym and not getting too carried away with all those little things mm-hmm. that we focus on too much, like losing weight and lifting 150 kilos and looking good in this outfit and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. they're all things that we want. But they're kind of like, we all understand what's more important. I don't know, what do you think? Yeah, definitely. The whole vibe, like everyone wants to talk more than work out. Everyone yeah. just, just wants to be with each other. Yeah. We really are that family away from our home. Yeah, everyone's yeah. kind of, yeah, we just realise even more that just that community side and the connection and that's more important. Being healthy just in general is more important and just doing what we're doing is going to achieve that. Once we get that in order, then we can focus on the little things, whereas... I think in the past it was just backwards. Everyone was trying to achieve the little things but didn't have didn't have your house in order. Mm. It's kind of the way you feel. It's like, your house is fucked, but I look really good in a bikini. That's like, well, <laughs> what about all the other stuff going on? And so this year we've had that chance to fix it up, um, which has been good. It's funny, we, we keep chatting about this idea of valor going, <laughs> going beyond. We're not, we're not going to be a, a fitness company anymore we're going to be like a community company or a community hub company (laughs) so it's like apple apple is not like a laptop brand or a phone brand they're like an innovative technology brand so whatever they do they just try to be the most innovative in anything whether it's like streaming service or phones or laptops or what else do they get involved in now 
all sorts uh, of shit. I'm not that technology oh, yet. But they just keep but they're innovating. So we're now like what are these things we come up with? We've got like Valor Band. The Valor Band. So yeah. we have a band. Valor Dog Club. <laughs> Valor Dog, Dog Club. Dogs of Valor. That's Dogs what of Valor. Yeah. We've got Valor Podcast. We've got Valor Fitness, Nutrition and Mind. Yeah. Um, there's Valor, there's gonna be probably a Valor basketball team. Yeah. Might have a touch rugby team. Yeah. Um, you can talk about a ballad dance crew this Yeah, morning. ballad dance crew. <laughs> flash mob. Yeah, might do flash mobs in the middle of Cranbourne shops. I <laughs> <laughs> um, oh no, I like the idea. And people just like... Yeah. And don't forget our coffee club here. Oh yeah, about coffee club. Yeah. <laughs> All of those contribute to like good health as well. So like, mm. let's go. Yeah. Let's grow it. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about... I want to talk about flexibility and mobility and those things with you today because you've got a good lot of experience and knowledge in like different courses and things you've done but also like personal experience in some niggles and injuries you kind of had over the last couple of years yeah um mainly coming from the angle that like we all fucking hate doing stretching like Uh unless you're into yoga but i feel like even when you started yoga you didn't like it maybe it's a bit like crossfit when you start you're like well this is kind of hard but i feel like it's easier to get into doing crossfit gym stuff yeah. Whereas flexibility and stretching, it's the last thing you want to do. And so people are stiff and tight. And then when you're stiff and tight, you end up with more injuries. Or you can't do some of the cool movements in the gym, like an overhead squat. It makes you frustrated. It demotivates you. And then you end up maybe not coming to the gym anymore just because of that. And it's like, well, you need to stretch more. Mm. And then we still don't do it. <laughs> like, it does. Like, I agree. Stretching sucks. Um, so, I don't know. What do you, why don't we do it enough? What? I think the big thing is, personally, um, you, we live such fast lives, what well, we did before COVID anyway, that you're sitting in yoga when you're meant to be, you know, clear in your mind. You're thinking about all the things that you could be doing right now. Rather than CrossFit, that music's on, it's a quick hour, it goes really fast, you know, everything's pumping and you're, you're, your mind is distracted. So then, yeah, if we don't take that time or to make that appointment, we're sitting there thinking I should be doing something else. Yeah, yeah. And we, yeah, it's probably with a lot to do with how much we value it or don't value mm-hmm. it. So we want to do the workout because we want to get fitter and stronger and leaner. And we go, well, stretching doesn't make me skinnier no. or stronger. We so. tend to use it as medicine rather than preventing it. Yeah. any injury. Do you reckon it's also because it's a, a long-term thing? Like you don't get the instant success from... Absolutely. Or people don't understand it. Like if, yeah. you, if you do it right, you're actually going to be fitter and better and stronger than you were beforehand because mm-hmm. you're actually working on what was weakness. And then if you get progress with it and, and keep up with it, then you're going to walk in here. You know, that overhead squat's going to be amazing because you're mo- not only do you have that mobility, but you have that strength in your shoulders you didn't have beforehand. Yeah. But it's going to take so long though. It's going to take months. you have to keep it up. And months. Just make it part of your daily routine. Yeah, and that's the thing. And that's what we're probably talking about is somehow finding some sort of way to get it into your routine um like we've talked about we don't want to we're trying to find ways to not add so much to our lives we kind of want to do less Mm. so then how do you fit some stretching and mobility in there like maybe you can't go and do a one-hour yoga class but you know we tell people all the time go stretch in front of the tv but all the time we say that and then we don't do it so probably talk a little bit about the finding some methods to make it a habit whether it's just five minutes of it or a little bit more. I'm going to chat about that. Before we do chat about all that, let's get into um, things like the issues and that that we see often with just people, just daily life people. Um, Before that, 
even before that, I want to ask you, like, why do we get stiff? Because people come in with different stiffnesses for all different reasons, whether it's footy injuries or other sports. But also some people don't come from sport and they're stiff. Yeah. And then things like that. Or we just get older and we get stiffer. Yeah. That sucks. It does. <laughs> I just pause. I'm going to pause on 31. <laughs> you don't get to fall. Well, actually, I reckon 27, 28. That was... I didn't pull my hamstring at that age, so... Yeah. yeah. I thought 40 was going to be my best year. And then I ended up with... I, I watched this show called Younger. And it was called 40-Year-Old Shoulder. <laughs> yeah, I woke up one show. morning with a sore yeah. shoulder. It was so funny watching that show. <laughs> mm. <laughs> So tell me, yeah. why? Um, well, basically, people don't know this, but when you are working out, for example, um, your muscle fibres are tearing, and what happens is when you're sleeping or you're resting, your body's actually repairing those tears to make you better and stronger and have more strength or capability or whatever it is that you're working on, make you faster. Um, yeah, so then that's why you're stiff. When you sit in a position for too long, that... That, that repair is happening in that position and staying there. So you really need to get up and move so you're getting that full, you know, length so it's shortening and stretch. the muscle. It is, it's shortening the muscle. So then yeah. that's why you want to lengthen it and stretch it. Um, getting older, of course, that's all about your tendons and your ligaments and your bones and all that other sort of structure going on. Um, you know, it doesn't, um, what do you call it, the word, renew? Like, yeah, yeah, well, you're, you're in a growth phase yeah. up until sort of your 20s and then it, your body switches into maintenance phase. Yeah. So we still grow, like, I don't know, the studies show that you kind of hit maintenance at 30 or whatever, but then you see people in the gym just becoming absolute beasts, never yeah. lifted more or never got stronger in their lives and they're 45. So, mm. I don't know, you've got to dispute that. There still is some growth going on, but yeah. it's majority yeah. maintenance. So the hormones are different and on a yeah. cellular level, you're not regenerating as much and that's why you start to lose or it's hard to maintain it, um, let alone build it as you get older as well. Yeah, and when you're a kid, you go and do your sport and you do your gym and you just go sit down and play PlayStation, like yeah. you're recovering. Whereas we're like chasing after kids and then doing the shopping and then doing our jobs, do all these things. And we're awake for longer, like we're maybe sleeping less hours. Kids are sleeping 10 hours, we're sleeping six to eight. Mm. Some yeah. people five or four, which is yeah. outrageous. <laughs> so all that time when you're asleep, um, when, when you're not asleep, you're not recovering properly. Mm -hmm. um, it's probably a massive one. I've read a couple of books on sleep. Um, lack of sleep is so devastating to your body physically, mentally, your brain. Um, your ability to remember yep. things, to take information, muscle. yeah, massive. Lose weight. Yeah. Or fun fact on that, did you know that if you like take in information, like read a book or do a study or whatever, and then go to sleep straight away, you're like, I don't know the percentage, but it was a massive, massive percentage more likely to retain that information. Mm -hmm. So you should study and then have a nap. <laughs> then wake up and you're, gonna, you're more likely to remember it. So if you just like cram all day, the majority of the stuff you've crammed on in the first few hours, you're less likely to retain. It'll just be the bit at the end. That's pretty yeah. cool. Or like when you cram all night before a test, so say the test mm -hmm. is at 9am, you cram till 2am, you're wasting your time because you're not getting the sleep to retain the information. You're better off just cramming till 10, going to sleep, and you'll retain that information that you crammed till 10. But if you try to do a whole lot of it, yeah, uh, why we sleep is that book um, really interesting sleep yeah. stuff yeah yeah uh, off on that tangent um, yeah back to us getting stiff so we tighten up from doing training exercise and stuff yeah. and then we just stay tight yeah um, how do we overcome that like just a few easy ways to overcome that so when you get up in the morning yeah, I'll, 
I like to think that you get up in the morning, have a warm shower, that's going to help you move as well. But if you can actually put your stretching into your, your morning routine, that would be a good one. Yeah. 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 Even going for a walk. Absolutely. Yeah. Good routine. There's heaps of them online. You could just look up like a five minute little Yeah, you know, don't routine. need to do much. And you don't need to do it all at once. For example, yeah. if your chest is tight, you're driving in the car. Um, one of our members used to do this. He had a, a mobility ball and he would rub his chest while he was at the set of lights or stuck in traffic. Yeah. That's his time to open up his chest. Yeah. We always have a lacrosse ball in the shower. And so I'll stand on it and roll out the yeah. arches of my feet. Mm -hmm. um, for those that don't know, when you roll out the arch of your feet, you can loosen off through your ankles, through your Achilles, all out to your knee and your hip. Mm -hmm. If you're tight at somewhere there, loosening off through the arch of your foot can loosen up a lot. Or like you'll just sit in the shower and roll out your back, or if you put it under your hip, which hurts a lot in the shower, <laughs> put all that weight on there. But yeah, there's lots of things. Having just a ball in a place, location like a shower can do heaps. Yeah. Um, yeah, or if you're someone that like hits snooze about 10 times, well, just hit it eight times and then get up, do that stretching. You can even have your eyes closed during the whole stretch mm. and just like, uh, get yourself loosened off. Yeah. Um, or if you're a night owl, I always, this is what I used to do, um, sit in front of the TV. Yeah. Just sort of sit on the floor, get on the floor and just move around as yeah. well while you're watching TV, just to chill. How do you remind yourself to do that? We tell people that all the time and then you're like, oh, you've been stretching in front of the TV. And you're like, nah. <laughs> you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I guess timers or something. Yeah. you just got to make it a, yeah. a habit somehow. You've got to set timers, gotta... just have a beep at yourself. Yep. Or pick your, the show that you're watching. Whatever show you're watching, so say, I don't know, you're watching The Boys. By the way, watch The Boys. If you haven't watched The Boys, watch The Boys. <laughs> it's really good. If you're watching The Boys, you're like, sweet, The Boys is on. The Boys is also stretch time. Yeah. yeah. Get on the floor. doesn't even matter what stretch you're doing. Just do something. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Shannon with, um, you know, making um, make most use of her time when she would be put something in the microwave and in the six minutes it was heating up, she would vacuum. <laughs> That's something you could stand there and do ankle mobility, for example. Yeah. Just sit there and do that while you're waiting. Yeah. Something there's just little minutes of the day where you can find where you actually aren't doing anything where you could just sit there and move a certain way to help you know those tight areas, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, the other thing that gets us stiff is jobs, and you can kind of pick it up after the years of being in this gym. When someone new comes in, you can kind of pick up what job they do. Mm -hmm. Like, you can tell if they're at a desk, you can tell if they're a tradie, or you can tell if they've got a job that actually has some mobility in it because they're pretty flexible yeah. or you can tell their background if they've come from a background of dancing or whatever um, but jobs have a massive impact um, whether it's sitting in a car or a truck all day sitting at a desk what else doing a job where you're holding or carrying you're very like frontal yeah so like trades things like that hairdressing electricians really heavy on their shoulders Tylers, concreters on their knees, backs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's so important that if you're in one of those kind of categories that you get, you're, you're more prone to having injuries or niggles or things there, just doing something about it. Mm -hmm. So if you're a concreter, you're so likely to have a ruined back that you need to be doing back related stuff. And working on your core. Yeah, working on core, doing deadlifts. Yeah. yeah, things like that. Because you see at the gym, if you do a deadlift workout, as people fatigue, they want to sort of change their movement, which is you know is going to hurt them, so we come around and get them to fix it up. Mm -hmm. If you're pulling Rio up all day, concreting, your back's going to be ruined, especially as you start to fatigue as the day goes on, you're likely to be pulling it through your back. Mm -hmm. and you're not always going to deadlift it through your legs the whole time. 
so you know and then I don't know, it annoys me that people accept that as just a part of the job. Mm. Oh, it's just the job. Yeah. It's like, don't do that job. <laughs> <laughs> or, do, be better. Like, don't just accept that you're going to have a ruined back. Mm. Like, you're going to have that back for life, or you're going to have your knees for life, or whatever. And It's almost like it should be in the trade. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> How to move and lift properly. Yeah, and because it isn't, you need to sort of take ownership to find ways to get better at that yeah and that you know this is safe for backs it does include learning how to deadlift correctly um doing back mobility doing shoulder mobility shoulder mobility yeah midline core stuff even activation yeah activating stuff glutes on you know single legged deadlifts there's a whole lot of all mm. these different things that you should be doing um and if you're not doing them yeah you're gonna have a ruined back just going back and forth to the Cairo isn't going to fix the problem. It's just that temporary thing. And it's a good way to drop a hundred bucks every appointment. Yeah. We all got those exercises the physio gives us and we put that little piece of paper away and we never do them. <laughs> yeah, never do them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And w when it comes to like a desk job, people have rounded shoulders. And so when we try to get someone in position where they hold a weight over their head, whether it's an overhead squat or even a press, they can't hold their arms over their head properly because they're, pecs are really tight, their lats are really tight, and they're just so rounded. And like your husband, Matt, for example, come in just... Yeah, because he's sitting more. It's called Donkey Kong. Because he just pick up the... Like, he looks like the guy picked up the barrels yeah. and just threw <laughs> And he, um, he worked so hard for many years before that um, yeah. to, to get that overhead squat position. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, whatever job you're in, you've got to sort of be aware of what you're likely to get stiff and sore in and yeah. you've got to work on ways to either one overcome them if you've already got them but also prevent them as well so whether that is well it just kind of gives you more reason to value stretching and mobility yeah. so whether that is getting up in the morning and doing some back stretching or shoulder stretching or mm -hmm. having a ball in the shower or um no well, anything coming going to a gym that's going to teach you how to kind of overcome those things or going to a good physio don't just go to the cheapest physio go to a good physio that knows what they're talking about and implementing those exercises into your system as well so you know a lot of physios will give you like a banded you know rotation kind of movement for your shoulders but then you never do it so so that that could be you're like while i'm watching the boys i'm going to get the band and do my banded thing you know or <laughs> what you could do every time they drop like the C-bomb is like a moment to like that. every time they say that I'm going to change to a different exercise <laughs> you'll get through at least 20 exercises we should make that award in here with burpees yeah <laughs> um, yeah. yeah so what are the common mobility issues and we'll just go over just a few kind of tips it's pretty hard to like demo and explain on a mm. podcast let's just talk about a few things to take away um, and we'll just direct people to things as well but yeah we'll start with well, let's take you for example shoulders yeah yeah so what's your shoulder issue um, my they thought I dislocated it actually it just doesn't sit in the right spot on my my left arm so I ended up with bursitis or frozen shoulder um, and yeah but it's just not stable at all pause that for a moment yeah bursitis tendonitis those issues mm -hmm. massive they happen a lot mm. they happen a lot of people like overuse in the gym like yeah. with poor form or just pre-existing injuries mm -hmm. um what is it 
it's uh, the sac that is in your joint gets inflamed, so it puts pressure on all of that there and the, and the nerves, etc. Yeah, the so sinus like is the yeah inside. that tendonitis is the tendon and it's inflammation, yeah. but it's yeah. the same sort of thing, mm. and the treatment's kind of the same. Hey, yeah. So yeah, definitely want to say this: if you find that you've got that kind of tendonitis issue, or you've gone to a doctor, a GP, a GP nine times out of ten is going to tell you to just do nothing. Yeah. Now the way tendons in that work is they need to be moved to recover so it's really hard you have to find a happy medium overuse is going to over inflame it mm -hmm. no use is just going to sit there inflamed because yes. it's, it's trying to it's the worst thing yeah is it it's trying to protect the area or something by doing that yeah. so that's why the physio gives you banded movements or gives you like little stability exercises yeah. or whatever but if you don't do those movements so if you don't use the joint it doesn't get better mm -hmm. And we have that, and I'm sure most gyms, um, PTs and that experience this, where someone does get this overuse injury and then goes, well, I'm just going to stop. And then they quit or suspend yeah. or whatever. And you're like, oh God, I really need you to do this thing. And then they won't do it. And then that's it. That could be the end of their journey. They just stop training. And then yeah. maybe two years later, they join our gym again. So yeah, well, the big thing for me was that, um, because I'm like, how did I do it? And, you know, I work here, I know how to activate and I do stretch, etc. So I went and found this amazing physio because it was hurting me more when I was not in the gym. And it was my posture. And yep. a lot of these things come down to posture. So I was breathing into my chest instead of into my belly. So I was putting all this pressure up my upper body. So therefore my shoulder wasn't sitting the right way. So that, you know, when I was brushing my daughter's hair, doing my own hair, putting dishes away, putting my bag across the seat of the car, all those sorts of things, what was making it hurt and um, be, be unstable. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, yeah, before we get on to exercise for shoulders, mm. if you've got tendonitis or bursitis, don't do nothing. Yes, <laughs> yes. They, you don't need to get needles. You can get rehab. Yeah. It, it does work. Believe me, I just did it all through yeah. lockdown. But also don't keep doing bench press and keeping pull-ups. and. No, don't do anything that makes it hurt. <laughs> don't, don't do dumb shit. <laughs> yeah. Don't think, oh, when I, when I get working out, it warms yeah. up, I'm okay. You're actually probably yeah. making it worse. Inflammation is so demotivating mm. um, because it, it's frustrating yeah. and it takes time. And it quite often... It, because and is worse when you're sleeping or trying to sleep so then you get that lack of sleep it becomes a visual yeah. pain management cycle so but yeah just having that knowledge that knowing that a little bit of movement is going to make it all better um i guess it's do you reckon it's like the fears like when you get that injury it's the fear of like oh, i'm not gonna be able to train properly mm -hmm. so then all my little yeah. you know the little things yeah. drop you know i can't I'm not going to be able to lift as heavy as I want to lift. Absolutely. I'm not going to get skinny anymore. Yeah. All these things. I can't come in and do what I used to do or do what everyone else is doing. I'm too embarrassed to ask my trainer to, to, to you know, to tra change what yeah. I need to do or, you know, yeah, that sort of thing. So hopefully, like, you know, now that people come back to the gym and they've gone to get the house in order, hopefully that if you get that little niggle, you're like, well, sweet, I can still keep my house in order. I can still train. I can still eat healthy food. I yeah. can still be a part of the community. Mm -hmm. I might not be smashing my ultimate goals of whatever lifting heavy yeah right now mm. but i can still keep my house in order yeah. whereas if i crack the shits because i can't because i've got tendonitis and stop everything can't then i will no longer achieve the little things and my house will be a mess as well mm. so yeah but if you do it right yeah. you'll actually come back better and stronger yeah 100 percent. yeah like football players, ACL joints. Yeah. You know, that 
quite often happens, but they work on it, they work really strong and that type of thing. They come back just in great form still. They, yeah. don't, they don't lose it. They don't, you know, run away and think that that's done. Yeah. yeah so. And yeah, and that's again going to like the, the long-term, short-term mm. stuff. You know, you've, you've, yes, you can't attack the little things that you want. Yeah. But if you work on it, fix it, get it better, keep your house in order, when you do come back, you're going to be stronger. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, those little exercises help you to control that joint better. You learn yes. that proprioception the, the, from your brain to the joint. Yeah. You have better ability to control it. So it reduces the risk of injury. It helps you activate more muscles, muscle fibers in that area. So then you're now you're in a better position to achieve the heavy lift Absolutely. or whatever it is you want to yeah. achieve. And at that stage, when you hit the injury, you kind of don't think of that. It's mm. like, oh, it's done. Well, and no one likes going backwards to go forwards, but understanding that all those little failures and injuries and issues that happen end up making you better, but you've got to put in to do that, to come from that side. Anyway, shoulders, what things can we fix? How do we fix shoulders? Um, yeah, lots of building the muscles around that area. So all the, we've got a lot of little muscles around um, that we tend to we tend to compensate with our biceps or our traps or something and not actually use our shoulders the right way. So, um, yeah, it's turning all those little muscles on before we work out um, and also, yeah, doing those rehabs with those, you know, little pulls and pushes and rotations in the shoulder. Just little movements. It doesn't even have to be any weight at all, even without a band. Yeah, just... just yeah, well, they're little muscles. Yeah. Yeah. They don't take much to fatigue, but, you know, but, you, but they also you need to switch them on. Yeah. Yeah. What things we do? We do things like... So like with a band, just putting yep. a really skinny band on a post, yep. um, doing like the tucked in elbow yep. external rotation. So if you were, you'd be pulling away to the what, so your hand goes from the inside to the outside of your body. Yeah. And then you can do the opposite, go from the outside pulling towards the inside of the body. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just one of the most common ones because probably rotator cuff injuries is some of the most common injuries. Yeah. Um, even like the lock three that we do on the floor. Yeah can be done with or without weights. Yeah. So that's where you're just laying on the floor, hands out by your side, and just pulsing like little mm-hmm. flappy wings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little flappy wings. Yeah, little birds trying down. to fly away. And you do like 20 of those. And then we did the like, And then you put them down by your side, yep. Down by your side, your palms up, 20. Mm-hmm. And then palms down, do another 20, and that's it. Yeah. That's all it has to be. Yeah. And it takes a minute. Well, the other one I like to do is the YTWL. Yep. Yeah. So that's a band on the post. Yeah. Just creating those, um, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so we do Y shapes yeah. with the bands, you can do T shapes, yeah. you can do double shape, W shapes. What else have you added? And the L's. The L's. Yeah, you keep up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool, so they're just a few. Uh, I'm not going to go too deep into these because you can't mm. see. We're, we're trying our best You're to be You're waving visual. your arms around. You yeah, we're all doing see. the movements. <laughs> Helps us. Did you, did you do PE in high, like year 12 and that? Yeah. I remember like learning things like, um, you know, external rotation, internal rotation, abduction, adduction. So you're sitting in your test and you're moving. You're like, abduction, yeah. away. <laughs> abduction, <Yeah. good> here. <laughs> Flex, fetal <Like>. position. <laughs> Prone, supine. Supine for us was Superman in reverse. So he's upside down. <laughs> and prone. Prone, because, you know, it's a lot of boys. That, yeah. So prone, prone to getting anal. <laughs> <laughs> this was year 12, boys. This is what we said. Prone to getting anal. Yeah. That's how you know what prone was. Prone, yeah. Plan of flexion, you're planning your foot. Yeah. As in, like, planning it on, on the car. Yeah. Dorsiflexion <laughs> is just 
the weird word that's not planter. Yeah. I just think of dorsal fin. <laughs> dorsal fin. Yeah. Pull it up. Oh, yeah, it works. Hamstrings. See hamstrings in ex-sports people that have stopped doing sport. Oh, you see it in everyone. Tradies. Yeah. A lot of ex-runners. Um, sedentary, kind of seated jobs. That's just super common. Sometimes it's just... You're born that way as well. Yeah. It's a short <laughs> um, You see it in like movements like a deadlift. Like they just physically cannot get to the bottom of a deadlift without their back rounding out. Yeah. It just, you know, so ways to fix that in a lift is to do things like put some plates under, some flat plates down so you don't go as deep in your deadlift until you can go further. Um, but yeah, hamstring stretching. No one likes doing hamstring yeah. stretching. Yeah. It's also the easy one. When you sit on the floor, everyone stretch. We just sit there. Just do a hamstring stretch. I like hello boys for the hamstring stretch. Yeah. Um, yeah, how do we improve that? A lot of the time the hamstrings kind of it's relates to the hips and yeah. the lower backs and that as well. So what glutes, calves, feet, anything that helps relieve it around the area as well. Yeah. A lot of your typical like yoga movements all involve that area, mm-hmm. whether it's like a down dog or a puppy dog or I don't know, I don't know enough of the names. No. I know my basic ones. Yeah. But pretty much if you were to Pick some stretches that's going to involve them. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I think the hamstrings and that's just about... The shoe, the chook one, remember? Yeah, yeah. It's just about discipline to make sure that you're doing it once again. So once again, put the boys on and sit on the floor. Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy to sit on the floor in a hamstring stretch for an hour. Like you could sit there literally just switching legs every three minutes or so. And if you did a whole season of the boys, guarantee you're going to have like far better lower back hamstring flexibility. Yeah. Um, do you think a lot of people that complain about lower back soreness, a lot of time it is their hamstrings, yes. it's not their lower back. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of the time it's also... Glutes. Glutes, yeah, which is just above your hamstrings, all kind of interjoined. And a lot of times it's posture. Yeah. So that pelvic tilt, anterior posterior pelvic, is it? Come on, we're doing the move again. <laughs> Anterior, posterior pelvic, yeah. pelvic tilt. One. I think that's right. Yeah. All you guys that just schooled us on anterior, posterior, abduction, adduction will know if we're wrong. <laughs> but I don't care. Yeah. Pelvic tilt. It's where your hips tilt forward. Mm-hmm. Forward tilt. Yeah. <laughs> forward tilt yeah. is so common. Um, I used to do it. I don't even know why. I just did. I remember I used to like to stand in the mirror like side on if I was just in shorts. And I'd be like, why does it look like my shorts are tilting forward? Like, why aren't they horizontal? And I was like, oh, maybe that's just normal. It's not normal. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what happens there, it's what, due to things like hamstring and tight glutes, it's due to a tight back. But what's happening is your tummy, your abs, are switched off all the time. So your back's taking the load, your hammies are taking the load. Your head's coming forward, yeah. it's heavy, it's putting your posture out, then it puts all that out. Yeah, and beca- and so when you start maybe lifting weights overhead, you really struggle to get into that position. It can also be compensating for tight shoulders and that too. Mm. But if you lift overhead and you've got this arch in your back, it means your lower back's taking the load all the time as well. Um, so it's so dangerous for your back. Mm. Um, so that posture, you can literally do it. Go stand in front of a mirror and just like look at your hip tilt position and see if it's straight or if it's tilted. Um, you can sort of put your hands 
your sort of thumb and fingers between your rib cage and then even just close it back down. Do you find a lot of people when I when you do fix that position they say it's really uncomfortable? Yes. Yeah, why do you reckon that is? Because yeah, they're not using it at all. The core's not switched on, the lower back's taking all the load. Yeah. So then we're almost stretching that out a little bit. Yeah, it's like the lower back's it's in the position it's supposed to be in. Mm. But like you said at the start, when it repairs, it repairs in that position. So yep. it repairs tight. So if you've used your back a lot, mm. when you're lifting with your back or carrying boxes or picking up children or whatever, and then you go to sleep at night, it repairs in that tighter position. So then when you're fixing your hips up, your lower back's in a stretch position. And you're like, oh, I don't like that. That's mm. not comfortable. So again, it takes like discipline to force yourself to get that position right. That's probably been my biggest, I had a little bit of upper like thoracic spine issue when I started training in the gym a lot but that pelvic tilt was definitely my biggest thing and I remember just holding it all the time and it did it felt uncomfortable um, even just rolling and stretching the lower back as well to help it but just forcing yourself to do it like even when you're I always tell people in their beginner classes like when you're cooking breakfast or dinner like fix it and then just make dinner yeah. and whatever and then just check on it so when you're doing different things standing up or whatever I teach it when you're sitting in the car as well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. always holding that position. So when you're seated down as well, you're not slouching. Yeah. Making it work. Then. It's so easy to slouch yeah. in the car. We're sitting on stools, so it helps us sit up nice and tall. I don't use the back of the chair ever. I sit. No. You can <laughs> slouch in a stool, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, pelvic tilt, like, go and check it. Because if you're arching and tilting like that, and you're wondering why you've always got back pain, it's probably massively do with that yep. the other thing i'm gonna stand up now. <laughs> if you got pelvic tilt if you feel where your hamstring is as soon as you tilt even like a centimeter or two you've just added a centimeter or two of stretch to your hamstring mm -hmm. so now your hamstring is in a lengthened position which also means that your quad is in a shortened position so when you pull it back this is what i felt when i tilted it back i felt like my quads and hip flexors were really tight like i couldn't yeah. Definitely. And I remember years ago when we started doing like the, you know, the quad stretch on the wall. So you kneel down and you put your foot on the wall in like a lunge. I always struggled with it so badly. Mm. And all of it was to do with pelvic tilt. Probably running and playing football, always in pelvic tilt position. So quads were shortened, which means they were compromised. They weren't working well enough. Handstrings were always overstretched. So yeah. Big deal, that one. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, other things on hips, things like carrying children and stuff, sitting on your side, nurses do it all the time, hairdressers kind of lean to one hip. Mm -hmm. um, and you're all nodding right now, like, oh, yeah. And then you get that, like, kind of overstretched one side, shortened on the other side. And then when you do bring it back to normal, it feels really weird once again because one's stretched and one's not. Again, it takes discipline to force it to stay in those positions. A lot of people go to like, yeah, a lot of people go to myos and things to try get that temporary release. But it always goes beyond that. You've got to do stretches and things to get it going. Mm -hmm. um, ankles. You wrote ankles. I did because we do it in here. People don't know they've got tight ankles. And then it's when we stretch them and you show one stretch on one, how tight the other one feels in the difference there. 
That's why we can't squat low enough. That's why we have sore feet, sore calves. We can have sore backs because of our ankles. It's one, yeah, one that people don't ever think about, wearing bad shoes, women wearing high heels shortening that ankle position all the time and then taking them off and having to stretch it yeah heels and platforms Mm. shortening that achilles area and calf area yeah massive because yeah what so what if your ankles are tight and they can't flex very far what how does that affect everything else oh just from the foot will just travel all the way up could infect your shoulders having bad feet yeah 100 especially if you were trying to do a front squat or an overhead squat Mm -hmm. That's all, if, if you've got tightness in one of those kind of main joints, ankles, knees, hips, whatever, your body tries to compensate somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So if your ankles are tight, that causes a bit of, you know, lack of mobility in your knees and hips. And let's say you're trying to do an overhead squat or a front squat or something. One of the easiest ways to compensate is by like arching your spine because you've got heaps of little joints in there. Mm-hmm. And so they end up in that arch position and then we end up with dodgy back. But if, let's say like in an overhead squat, you compromise your spine and often you compromise your shoulders too, hey? Mm-hmm. So we like throw them back into a different position and we round our shoulders yeah. or whatever. So then our shoulders get into trouble and then that causes issues with our rotator cuff and things like that, so. Yeah, your body's just fighting to be in homeostasis the whole time. So if your head's tilted forward because you've got bad posture and your head sticks out and your butt's gonna come out and you're gonna have lower back issues or, you know, women trying to cover their, their chest or something so they're cowering that way. Same thing, everything just counterbalances trying to find that, you know, that neutral position and, and your body's not. That's why we want you to straighten up. Yeah. So what Stretch. we're trying to say is you guys need to value your mobility more. It's yeah. so important. If you want to, you know, if you want progressive overload in your training, you want to be able to lift more or lift better or let's translate it into your daily life. If you want to be able to, you know, carry your kids and not, fall hard or you want to carry all of the shopping in one hit or you still want to play your sport or whatever mm-hmm. you have to value the mobility more doesn't mean you need to start a yoga class or yeah. cram in so many more hours into your day or whatever it's all about just finding little ways yeah if you get to the gym early 10 minutes early don't sit in your car come into the gym and just roll around for 10 minutes. Yeah. If you don't have to rush off just yet, grab a roller or whatever. If you're watching the boys stretch, there are other shows out there. <laughs> for your food to heat up. Uh, <laughs> or at yeah. school pickup, you know, sitting in the car waiting to get the kids. Or, or there's all these little moments of time that you can find, like put that phone down, don't look at Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and yeah, do something for yourself. That'll do a lot for your like neck and shoulder posture, hey? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's going to be the new generation of yeah. people. Because a lot of people used to read and read magazines and stuff, but it's probably worse with a phone, isn't yeah. it? I've walking along doing it too. Yeah. We have all these like weird like neck, you know that bone at the back of your, your neck? Yeah. It's going to stick out really far. Mm. We're going to grow like new dinosaur spikes on our backs. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, that might be how we evolve, just rounded back. <laughs> there, was, there was a movie, kids movie that that had it in with that little Eva and that little robot, remember? And everyone yeah. was in space and they're all fat blobs in these chairs. Oh, yeah, 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 Wally. That's the one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Might the future of us. Blobs in chairs next round. Of well, hopefully, like, COVID's taught us to get out of that. Maybe. I hope so. We'll see. Yeah. Um, is that it? I think so. That's it? That's yeah. it? Value your flexibility, your mobility more. Just find small ways. Don't, yeah, you don't need to add it. 
we're all overwhelmed yeah. enough with how much and we're definitely more conscious now of what we're putting in our lives but yeah. there's always little times anywhere but don't do it just because you get hurt or injured like it's preventative yeah yeah and if you're fucking around on your phone just put it away you can still roll a ball under your exactly, while you you're can. on the phone. See? Yes, and you can lay on the floor with your phone and scroll away. You can lie upside down on your back and stretch out your thoracic spine. And look, yeah. You know, look well, we're just toes. talking about the sphinx pose. So there's, yeah. like when you lay in your tummy and you put your hands down, that's called the seal pose. That's yeah. a really good stretch. The easier one is called the sphinx where you're just on your elbows. But yeah, still arching your chest is a bit open. So mm-hmm. it's like you're saying it's good. You're saying it's good for your breathing. Yeah, it opens up your chest so you can breathe through that yeah. position. Even just doing that and just flicking your phone is going to be far more effective than slouching on the couch mm-hmm. and sitting over the phone. Yeah. So you can still have your Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, you get so bored of it. I've just <laughs> dropped off. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just obsessed with pugs still. Pugs. <laughs> We're just pug pages. <laughs> that was the point of Instagram, wasn't it? To create your own yeah. online magazine, pretty yeah, much. I yeah. Think so. Yeah. Uh, that's it thanks so much Christy hope you guys enjoyed this I think it was a pretty damn good episode here just quietly there's some good hot tips in there testing our memories on our yeah (laughs) hope you guys learnt some stuff Um, yeah but yeah shoot us a message if you loved it or you want some help or you want to know more about this just shoot us messages we're here to help you I love this come see me if you want any stretches maybe if you're not a member just ask questions yeah and then we'll make you a member <laughs> you can become a part of the dog club or something. Or like the, the Vela Stretch Stretch Club. Yeah. Vela Stretch Club. Yeah. <laughs> Vela Stretch Club will be us watching the boys on the floor stretching. That sounds like a good plan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you. Thank you very much for listening to the Vela Fitness Nutrition Mind podcast. My name is Stuart Cunningham. If you enjoyed the episode, please send us a like, send us a comment, share it with a mate, give us a rating on the iTunes or whatever you're listening to this on. Every little bit of support helps. Looking forward to bringing you some more stuff next week. This is Valor.